Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for October 28, 2018. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Amy Jacks Dean, co-pastor with Russ Dean at Park Road Baptist Church. Her sermon today is entitled, Without Exaggeration. By this stage of the game, I'm just kind of tired because for eight weeks we've been looking at words to be considered and examining the makings of a good life. And we have three more weeks to go, and I'm tired. I want a good life, I really do. Who doesn't? But this seems excessive, it's too much. Here's what we've got so far in the ingredients for the makings of a good life. Passion, integrity, wisdom, relationship, courage, righteousness, adversity, spirituality, and today's humility. And here's what we have yet to go. Legacy, risk, and patience. Doesn't that list make you tired? Um, And then, on top of everything, we have to be humble. I will never forget what my mother said to me just before she was escorted down the aisle at my wedding. I was standing in the narthex off to the side so as to not be seen. It was her turn to go down the aisle, and she came up to me with tears in her eyes and said, Amy, just be happy. The nerve of her to say something like that while I was trying to keep it all together. My mother was a woman of very few words. And happiness is nowhere in our list of the makings of a good life. But knowing that she was not a superficial or shallow woman just because she didn't have much to say, Perhaps the happiness of which she spoke is the result of living this good life full of passion and integrity, wisdom and relationship, courage and righteousness, adversity, spirituality, humility, legacy, risk, and patience. Imagine for a moment a farmer in his field, sitting tall on his tractor, a wake of freshly turned earth foaming off the blade of his plow. He is sunburned. His arms are as sturdy as fence posts. He's a man of the humus, the earth. You could call him humble. Does this image suggest a lack of competence or strength? Do you sense it would be easy to take advantage of him? No, this kind of humility is one of strength and resilience of the earth, down to earth. If I could just retitle this sermon, that would help my angst. And I think I might call it down to earth. I love a happily ever after ending more than most folks, I think. 
I like it when everything is tidied up with a bow on it and everyone is happy and healthy and forgiveness wins the day and love prevails. I love it so much. But as I said, even though that's the ending we get with Job that I did not read to you, I find it a bit off-putting, maybe especially today. It's almost like it's been tagged on at the end to make us feel better, but it actually makes me feel worse. Like replacing Job's dead children with new children makes it all okay. It doesn't. But the book of Job is a literary attempt to tell about life. Bad things happen. Good things happen. Life is unpredictable and often seemingly unfair. And in the end, just before the very end, Job acknowledges that he may have heard of God before, but had not fully seen God. And now, having fully heard and seen, he recognizes that he is Job human. No more, no less. Just very, very human. Worshiping a God that is beyond and yet close by. Job does not have to go it alone, and that very acknowledgement is humility. Recognizing your place as fully human, no more and no less. And yet, you are not the center. God is. That's what Job finally realized. He realized his vital peace in the entire universe, but he realized that that was not everything. Frederick Beatner wrote something that is often quoted, and I thought of it as I considered Job's story. Beatner says, Here is your life. You might never have been, but you are, because the party wouldn't have been complete without you. Here is the world. Beautiful and terrible things will happen. Don't be afraid. I am with you. Nothing can ever separate us. It's for you that I've created the universe. I love you. There's only one catch. Like any other gift, the gift of grace can be yours only if you'll reach out and take it. And maybe being able to reach out and take it is a gift too. Humility is what I find in those two phrases. The party wouldn't be complete without you. And here's the world. Beautiful and terrible things will happen. Don't be afraid. And I would combine those sayings and add to that. And you were made for this. Whatever this is, you were made for this. C.S. Lewis says that humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. I've kind of struggled with that one. 
how can I do this humility thing if I don't do some serious introspection? But I think I was most helped by the word humility from this interpretation that's printed in your order of worship at the beginning on St. Benedict's rule on humanity. The ability to know yourself and to know your place in this world. Our good friend who's a pastor in Baltimore, John Ballinger, talked about humility as knowing our place as those who listen to God and follow God, knowing our place and standing in our place to raise our questions about what's sacred and holy and what's appropriate and what's fair and what's just. That's what Job did. He spent his good part of his life and the suffering part of his life asking those good questions, and in the end, he knew who he was, and that he was not alone, for God was with him. I was most caught by the thoughts on St. Benedict's rule, a measure of the self that is taken without exaggerated approval or exaggerated guilt. Humility is thinking of yourself without exaggeration. We are so good at exaggerating. Listen to anyone who's been fishing. Listen to anyone who has played golf. We are so good at exaggerating. We gloat. We think too highly of ourselves. We compare ourselves to others in ways that we are always more kind, we are always more generous, and we are always more and better. But that's only some of us. What I notice is more likely we play the negative tapes about ourselves on a loop until we believe what we say about ourselves, about how we are not enough, about how we are not good enough or pretty enough or smart enough or fill in the blank of not enough. We compare ourselves to others in ways that we are never as talented or athletic or considerate. We tend to either exaggerate our assets or exaggerate our flaws and rarely do we ever take an honest assessment of self and see ourselves the way that God sees us as wonderful and beloved, as full of potential and able to do far more than we believe possible about ourselves. I wish that we could see ourselves the way that God sees us. And if we could live our lives out of that view, we would tackle the world differently. We would learn to see in others what we see in ourselves, to envision the world the way God envisions it. It would be transformative. Last night, I was trying desperately to find an illustration to wrap this thing up. Someone that exuded humility. I found him. Mr. Fred Rogers. I watched his acceptance speech at the 1997 Academy Awards where he received the Lifetime Achievement Award. One person said about that acceptance speech, who else would use a stage like that 
to call attention to the goodness of others. He started by saying that so many people had helped him to get to that night. And so he gave the audience 10 seconds of silence. That huge room of stars, 10 seconds of silence to think about all the people that loved you into being. All the people that wanted the best for you. And then he looked at his watch and said, I'll time you. Did you think of your people that loved you into being, that wanted what was best for you? And then he said, whomever you were thinking about, how pleased they must be to know the difference you feel that they have made in your life. And of course, he ended, thank you for allowing me to be your neighbor for all these years. There he stood, trophy in hand, proudly receiving it for his life's work of being a good neighbor. He did not deflect. But he brought in a world of people. I think he's the epitome of humility. And then this morning, as I was getting ready, you can see this is fresh. This morning, as I was getting ready, I heard that the shooting in Pittsburgh happened literally in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. He used to live in that neighborhood. And the mayor said, our first task is to be a good neighbor. Mr. Rogers said, as human beings, our job in life is to help people realize how rare and valuable each one of us really is, that each of us has something that no one else has or ever will have, something inside that is unique to all time, and it's our job to encourage each other to discover that uniqueness and to provide ways of developing its expression. My hope and prayer this week is that you will walk into the world with your shoulders exactly right. Without exaggeration, do not think of yourselves worse than you are. And without exaggeration, do not think of yourselves as better than you are. But think of yourselves as God thinks of you. Beloved. May it be so. Amen. We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. 
Today's podcast was produced with production help from Hugh Ashcraft, Brian Smith, Bruce White, and Rich Dower. Our theme music was composed by Brandon Michael Williams. Thanks for listening today. Grace and peace to you.